Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... There is nothing like meeting someone who has been redeemed, someone that has had everything taken away and been given a second chance at life. And in the work that we do at Destiny Rescue, I guess the thing that motivates me and drives me is that every single day I get to hear stories of people that have overcome the most horrendous things that have ever could happen to a person. And they are resilient and they are powerful and they are change makers and they are inspiring and they are like giants that have overcome and want to make a difference in the lives of other people. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening to episode 427 of Impact Boom. My name is Sarah and I'm passionate about visioning, empowering and contributing to initiatives and enterprises that are causing real positive transformation locally and globally. Today, we're speaking with Paul Murgard, CEO of Destiny Rescue. For two decades, Paul has fought for the rights of children who are trapped in the most horrific situations, both in Australia and overseas. He's seen firsthand the impact human trafficking has on the lives of children and the exhilaration and sheer relief experienced by victims when they are freed. Trained as an accountant with KPMG, he's also worked in two of Australia's largest charities, the Salvation Army and Compassion. Paul joined Destiny Rescue as Executive Partnership Manager in 2019 before taking the reins as CEO in April 2021. Paul has a graduate diploma in international development and has spent many years across the world working with people who live in extreme poverty or who have been sold into slavery. On today's podcast, we will discuss Paul's story and what led him to be the passionate and impactful leader that he is today and how Destiny Rescue has rescued more than 13,000 children from sex trafficking. Paul, thank you very much for being here today. Sarah, so good to be with you and thanks for the opportunity. You're welcome. It's just an honour to have you and lots to talk about today. So to kick off, could you please just share a little bit about your background and what it is that has led you to where you are today? Yeah, Sarah, I grew up with a real view of the world. I had a a grandfather that invented the sugarcane harvester and used to travel in the 1950s and 60s all around the world trying to sell sugarcane harvesters. And so I guess I grew up with a view of the world. And then when I finished school, I went overseas for a year as an exchange student and again, really opened my eyes up to the world. I came back, studied accounting. And then after doing that for a number of years, I went and spent a whole heap of time in the developing world seeing poverty firsthand. And it just gripped my heart to go, I could do something about trying to bring an end to extreme poverty for people. And then in the early 2000s, I went with a friend to Mumbai, India. I'd been doing some campaigning around the issue of human trafficking for a number of years and really felt like I needed to go deeper and understand the issue more than 
I knew at the time. And so we went and spent a week on holidays in Mumbai working with a couple of different NGOs that were working with victims of human trafficking. And I tell you, it absolutely changed my life. And I met people that week who had been trafficked at the age of nine. And I went, I need to dedicate my life to making sure this doesn't happen to other kids. And, and I guess it really grew from that point in time for me. Wow. And as the CEO now of Destiny Rescue, can you tell us a little bit more about the organisation and the impact it's generating? Yeah, so we were founded in 2001 on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. And over the last 22 years, we've now rescued over 13,000 individuals, most of those being children, but some of those are over the age of 18. We work in 12 countries around the world to go into some of the darkest places where children are being trafficked and sold. We work in conjunction with law enforcement to build cases to get those children out to freedom and then to get the traffickers arrested and the establishment shut down. And then we work with the children and their families to get them on a pathway to freedom. So if it's safe to put the child back in the family home, we will put the child back in the family home and then have social workers to work alongside of them. Where we can't do that, we've got residential facilities or other partner organisations that we'll refer children on to. But our aim is to get kids out of the sex trade, out of exploitation, on a pathway to freedom, making sure that they've got jobs that they can go and be part of or go back into schooling. And, And if they're going back into schooling, we're working with the families to ensure that the families can generate income and really try to break that cycle of exploitation and abuse. And it's just extremely disturbing beyond words and heartbreaking to know that the human trafficking industry generates $150 billion US per year with the sex trade yep. being $99 billion of that, which is mm-hmm. then, as we've discussed before, that's $11 million per hour. What do you think that people yep. really need to know about this crisis and how can they help? I think... People knowing about it is something that has often been missing. It's a challenging topic, let's be honest. Like no one really wants to think about children being exploited. The sad fact is, though, it is the fastest growing criminal activity in the world. And one of the things that we are really passionate about doing is raising awareness of this issue because unfortunately it's been perpetrated by Aussies and Americans and Kiwis and other nationalities. It's men and women exploiting children. It's not just a male problem. But in the Aussie context, we need to make people more aware of it because Australians are massively caught up in this trade, particularly in Asia. For instance, the UN special reporter around child abuse a number of years ago made a statement that over a period of 10 years, 31% of all arrests in Thailand on sex crimes were Aussies. We were the largest nationality represented on sex crimes in Thailand. And it is a massive issue for Australians who are travelling on holidays or business travel, end-of-year footy trips, people just having what they think is an innocent, fun time. And unfortunately, what you find is that children are caught up in that. The other side to that of the issue is the fact that so much of it now is happening online. So the online sexual exploitation of children has absolutely boomed, particularly since COVID. And there are more and more children every single day being exploited online. And that often happens because a trafficker will walk through an impoverished community. They'll go to a poor family. Hey, here's a phone. We'll give you a brand new iPhone or whatever it might be. And for every video you upload is whatever it might be, $20, $40, $50. 
and children are being exploited. And we really need to bring awareness to this issue in Australia so that Australians don't perpetuate this crime. And then we've also got to raise financial support because from a point of view of Destiny Rescue, we're currently rescuing on average 16 children every day. We could rescue a whole heap more children. We've got over 150 rescue agents spread around the world that are out there building cases, identifying where children are, working with law enforcement, and we could rescue a whole heap more kids if we had the the financial ability to rescue more kids. And I think as Aussies, the more we become aware of these issues and then when people choose to become change makers themselves, we can have a significant impact uh, on the lives of kids right around the globe. Yeah. What other projects do you know of that are doing really remarkable things in this space? Look, there's lots of different organisations that do awareness raising in communities. So there's a lot of education campaigns happening globally to help educate people on the signs of trafficking. But the trouble is most trafficking happens by someone close to you. It's that family member. It's a trusted person in your friendship circle or in your community that grooms a child. People don't think there's anything happening and all of a sudden, you, you found an exploitation. There's a fascinating film that I'd encourage your listeners to watch called The Tinder Swindler. I don't know whether you've ever seen the movie, but it actually, in many ways, it's the modern rich version of human trafficking. It's someone from, I think it was Eastern Europe, fell in love with this guy that had a Rolls Royce and a private jet and all this sort of stuff, and he started lavishing her with gifts and things. She thought she was in love, and next thing she knows, she's being exploited. And people often go, how can people be so silly to be exploited like that? But that's the thing is it happens everywhere. It happens all the time. And so awareness in itself for poor communities isn't just going to solve the problem. We've got to get community change. And so there's lots of organisations like Destiny Rescue that are working to bring awareness of this issue challenge community sentiment, challenge the fact that, you know, when you're travelling overseas, think twice before going to the the ping pong show that you might think that it's fun to go to and whatnot because often in some of those places behind the scenes there are kids being exploited and then being aware of what our online habits do and how children are often caught up in activities that we might think are harmless because it's just happening on the internet. But the reality is that's someone's daughter, that's someone's son. And nobody ever has a son or a daughter and dreams of the day that they're going to end up on a website, being exploited, being abused. And we've got to, as a society, go that this isn't okay. It's almost been normalised, I think, in our society that's changed because of social media and because of different reality TV show, shows and other things. And yet what what keeps happening is children get exploited. Yeah. I'm kind of lost for words, Paul. <laughs> Um, because as you know, it's just such a, a hard topic that, as you say, so many um, people are unfortunately not aware of the extent to which it is happening nationally yeah. and globally. Paul, I've got tremendous respect for you and people who work in this space. What is it that gives you the hope for a brighter future? Sarah, what absolutely inspires me, and maybe I'll take you back to when I was first in Mumbai back in the early 2000s, I met this lady, Anita, and Anita is probably my driving force in so many ways. She um, told me her story. When I met her, she would have been in her late 20s, and I've met her on a number of occasions. And at the age of nine, she was working in a garment factory in Nepal, 
So she wasn't at school. She was already working full-time as a nine-year-old in a garment factory. And Anita said that one day a lady came in to the factory and said to her and her friend, hey, if you come with me, I'll give you a job. You can earn more money and you can send more money back home. So her and her friend went, this sounds good. Let's do it. And over the next couple of days, she is trafficked down to Mumbai and ended up spending the next 15 years of her life in a brothel in Mumbai's red light district, having sex with men many times a day. When I met Anita, she had been redeemed from that life. She had been able to escape from her trafficker. She was able to be rehabilitated. She was working with a not-for-profit, helping other women come out of the sex trade and, and really helping get, get people on to their pathway to freedom. And Anita was a woman that absolutely inspired me. There is nothing like meeting someone who has been redeemed, someone that has had everything taken away and been given a second chance at life. And in the work that we do at Destiny Rescue, I guess the thing that motivates me and drives me is that every single day I get to hear stories of people that have overcome the most horrendous things that have ever could happen to a person. And they are resilient and they are powerful and they are change makers and they are inspiring and they are like giants that have overcome and want to make a difference in the lives of other people. And then you get to couple that with everyday Aussies that have also said, you know what, we want to do whatever we can to change the life of someone. And it's people like yourself, Sarah, that just want to have an impact, that want to actually make a difference in the lives of people. And they're people that go about their lives living for other people. They're people that go about saying, you know what, we can't do a lot, but we can do something and we're going to do something and we're going to make the world a better place for somebody else that is less fortunate. And that, for me, is the absolute drive to do what I do and why I do it, because I love seeing people come alive when someone stood alongside of them and essentially become a door opener. I often talk to a lot of our donors and supporters and say there is a door called rescue, but that door only has a handle on one side of it. And you've often got kids in a situation where they are powerless to change their situation. And all they need is somebody to come along and open that door, a door called rescue, to let them come out of the situation that they're in and give them that lift up onto that next level to be able to start to rebuild their lives and make something of it. And I love it when I see Aussies respond in that sort of way to go, you know what, we can be part of this, we can make change, we can do something to really change the life of a, of a kid spread across the globe. We'll never meet them. But that kid can never tell their story without thinking of you. They may never know your name, but you will be forever implanted on their heart. And that, for me, is what's absolutely inspiring and why, I guess, as an organisation, we keep doing what we're doing because we keep seeing kids get free and kids rediscovering their destiny. And 13,000 children being freed so far is remarkable and knowing that more and more every day, as you say, on the other side of that door, with that door being opened, is tremendous. So huge respect to you and the team and other organisations similarly who are working towards that. Paul, what is something tangible that people can do today to make a difference in the lives of these young people? Yeah, Sarah, we'd love to invite your listeners to consider becoming a rescue partner with us. On average, it costs us $1,800 to rescue a child. And we have a whole army of what we call rescue partners. They are the absolute heroes of the work of Destiny Rescue. And our rescue partners are people 
that commit to giving on a monthly basis, whatever amount they can afford to give. So it doesn't have to be people going, oh, we've got $15,000 to give every month. If people can afford to give $30 or $40 a month, we would love it because I think about all your listeners. If all your listeners decided to do one thing today and that was to go, we can help rescue a child, community, uh, uh, collectively, we can rescue a whole heap of children by just joining forces. And we keep seeing that. We've got a whole army of people that have signed up to become rescue partners with Destiny Rescue. And they are rescuing children every single month. And it's just powerful. And so we'd yeah, love to invite people to do that. They can do that on our website at destinyrescue.org. Just find the links to either Donate Now or our links to Rescue Partner and you'll be able to sign up to do that. Sure. Thank you for sharing that. To finish off, what are some books or some resources that you would recommend to our listeners? If people want to understand more of the issue around human trafficking, I'd encourage them to jump on our website, destinyrescue.org. We've got a number of documentaries. So we've got a quite a range of documentaries that talk through our border rescues, talk through some of our rescues in the Philippines and in Thailand, and you can really start getting yourself educated on that. I love reading real-life people. I love documentaries. I love hearing real-life stories of people that have changed the world or really overcome. But I think there's a brilliant book by Simon Sinek called Start With Why. And one of the things that I say to myself on a regular basis and then say to my team is, what's your why? Why do we do what we do? Because that's super grounding. If you can find yourself in a why, and again, my why really comes back to that story with Anita. I do the work that I do because I want to honour her memory. I want to honour her legacy. I want to honour her hardship that she went through. I want to speak up for her. I want to be someone that can advocate alongside of her because she's doing that day in, day out, even now in India. Like she's, she's really living out her why. But a book like Start With Why by Simon Sinek is a brilliant book to help people think about why do you do what you do and make your life count for something really significant. Mm, absolutely. Paul, I'm so grateful for your time and sharing your story and your insights and your ongoing advocacy and not only that, but your profound action in this space. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks so much for having us, Sarah. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.